welcome to the Ramon Foster Show on a happy, happy, energetic, enthusiastic Monday. He's Ramon. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Hi, Ramon. Hey, DK. What's going on, man? Uh, je ne sais pas, but I am back home anyway from Montreal, so... I thought you were still out of town the way you speak in French and everything. Come on, man. What's <laughs> no, but I do have my I do have my draft shirt, so hey. Look at you buying souvenirs and stuff. You don't you're not a souvenir type. What what do we have going on here? I, I have a it's a draft thing. I have always taken a little bit of extra pride in all the NHL drafts I've covered. Because mm-hmm. the NHL draft is cool. It's always been a little bit ahead of its time in that it was it's the first one that that everyone's on location. Like the okay. NFL only eventually got to that. Major League Baseball still trying to get to that, but it's a real event and it's been going on for half a century now in hockey and it's a lot of fun. So, Moan, as long as yeah. we're going to talk about sports and business and everything else, what about Heinz Field? What about it? It's no more. It it's no longer. Is, apparently, is no more. Yeah, that's that's certainly, according to multiple reports, it's going to be. Renamed, oh God, here I go. Come on, Akrashore Stadium. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right because I've never heard of the company. It's some Michigan based insurance outfit. And uh, yeah, it just rolls right off the tongue, huh? Yeah, Akrashore Stadium. Can I, can I be honest with you? I know mm. we're going to get used to it and we're still going to pack it full of, of just Steeler fans, Yenzers, and opposers too. But it honestly sounds like an insurance company that's going to go broke while trying to pay for the naming rights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not something you know. It's, it's not progressive. It's not Geico. I, I mean, it's, it's not Lloyd's of London. It's none of those things. And I'm just like, geez, can they actually well, pay this bill? In fairness, this oh, is why you do naming rights. You're trying to put out a brand and say, hey, yeah. we're a player. We are something. We are Geico and progressive and all those things that Ramon talks about on his show. We are all that. We will show Ramon, we, the uh, the people who run, hang on a second, Acrisure, the people who run Acrisure are going are gonna to make an impression on Ramon. I know, I I know that's the point of it all, but it just doesn't seem like we 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 should be knowing them. Other than the fact, I say that heck, they might own Geico or Progressive. They might be the parent company to all these companies. But it, it's gonna take a while. I, I saw it trending as far as Heinz Field trending. Ben was trending with it actually, as far as his last game being the last game, literally at the naming rights of Heinz Field too. So. Um, Hinesville just felt Pittsburgh. You know, I'd have been better off if they didn't tell me it was a Michigan-owned company. But, again, we're football fans. We're still the fans. We're, we, we will get used to it. But, goodness, I'd love to hear in the comments, DK, just whether you visited Hinesville or not or watched it on Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, what did Hinesville do for people, man? Yeah, I, I guess, I, I guess Moan, you know, that it, it's one of those situations where – you understand it from a business standpoint because the only reason that you're awarding somebody, you know, this this naming rights is that they yeah. outbid everybody else. Okay, so beyond that, from the football team standpoint, they have no reason whatsoever to be attached to anything emotionally. Right. 
Okay, this the reason you sell naming rights is mm -hmm. for the money. Period. Okay, otherwise you could just call it Art Rooney Field and be done with it, like forever. No, really, that's that's it. Okay, instead of taking whatever it is, ten, fifteen million dollars a year. So I, I see. <coughs> excuse me, I I see something here that you know where the Steelers didn't have something local like UPMC, which I always thought was going to be the logical one because they sponsor yeah. the practice facility there and they've got all this money and they're local and they got a giant sign here atop yeah. the downtown skyline. But here they are, you know, it, 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 this, does this really matter to anybody? That's actually the question that I have. For nostalgia, I think it does matter a little bit as far as having a, you know, a brand like Heinz that you knew, I think it matters a little bit, man. But we've seen the Staples Center Center, Center in uh, L.A. turn into the crypto crypto.coms arena. You know, so that, like you said, business kind of handles itself. And we all are invested in the game of football and not necessarily the business. So we will go inside of that stadium regardless of whose name on it. Before, you know, uh, the name was actually released. I was thinking to myself, well, it's probably going to be a, you know, I don't know if they were, you know, getting in bed with DraftKings or they would, I would thought, I was thinking maybe Highmark. Highmark Stadium was something I was thinking of as if they wanted to. UPMC is something I was thinking of as something they would get into, considering all things Pittsburgh have been very much Pittsburgh-based. You know, as far as naming, as far as the way Pittsburgh as a city embraces its own kind, you know? And yeah. um, I, I just didn't see this one coming down the pipeline as far as it being Acershore we, uh, we are Stadium. What, we are what we are, Ramon. We're, we're always way behind the trends in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we still would fill an arena to see Foghat, and you've never even heard of Foghat. <laughs> never heard of now, you see what I mean? cartoon character? See what I mean? <laughs> and everyone who's watching this who's heard of Foghat is going, really, Ramon? Really? You never heard of Foghat, like classic rock? But that's who we are. We're way, way behind. When, as a result, we've never had a sports place that was named yeah. for something non-Pittsburgh. If you go right down through it here, uh, the, the Penguins Arena was either Mellon Arena, and then once they moved here, Consol Energy Center, which is, yeah. a, which is a mining outfit south of the city, PPG Paints Arena, PNC Park. I know. Pittsburgh of all things, and Heinz Field. So we, this, to everybody around here, is weird. Now, this Acrisure thing is apparently connected to Thomas Tall. Oh. Okay. So that's kind of what happened here. And uh, if you, you know name that name? A, no one's going to call it this, okay? Uh, no. no one's going to call it this. So it doesn't even really matter, you know? So you think there will still be a lot of people say we're going to Hinesville? Is that is that what we're going to run gonna into? Have a, when you're going to have a lot of that. and But and, then and, – because this is Pittsburgh, we still we yeah. still look at every Kogos and call it a stop and go. It's <laughs> it's just it's just how it is, you know. And, and and speaking of which, you know, I said it seems like a company that can't afford the naming rights. I was wrong. Their valuation, as far as uh, as soon as long ago as May, was like twenty three billion dollars. So I think they're fine and well off as far as paying the tab on this naming rights. DK, I was <laughs> See, wrong as soon as I name. dropped it, it was Thomas Tall. He's like, oh yeah, good company. Well, I looked it up, and uh, I, I was just like, well, let me see what they are. And the first thing I see is their valuation was about $23 billion. So, again, to your point, money handles all. And I think a lot of people knew the naming rights in the beginning. 
wasn't uh, favorable for the money that came into the Roonies and whatnot. We're so spoiled. You know, the place where the, 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 the Kings and the Lakers play in L.A. is called Crypto.com Arena. Yeah. The A's played in a place called O.co Stadium. Okay? These are bad, bad names. <laughs> this is just whatever, man. It's just Let's just go to the Steelers game, you know? That's let's it, go to right the Steelers there. game, place with all the yellow seats. Uh, when we come back, what were we talking about again, Mona? I can't remember. We were talking about a lot of things, DK. Don't you forget, Oh, I see. Man. You forgot, too. We're coming back, and we're going to talk about football. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. You know... We'll get to something else here eventually, but Crypto.com Arena. I can Uh promise you there is not a soul in Southern California who has ever called it that. Who's who's ever said, hey, let's go to the event tonight at Crypto.com Arena. You can't can't speak those words. You can't. And and I'm still thinking Staples. You know, that's that's where I'm at, Staples Center. Like, it matters. And, and and Heinz will stick to, of course. That name was just, I mean, it's everything that you want. As long as it's not Hunts, right? That's true. It's two <laughs> syllables, too. That's the other thing. It's just yeah. like, oh, Heinz Field, where are you going? Well, you don't even need to shorten it. You don't even need to say we're going to Heinz. You say, we're going to Heinz Field. It's it was good. crazy. And it's mm-hmm. just like nicknames in sports, right? Like, I became not Ramon, but Moan. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a pounce. He's not pounce. Uh, pounce it. He's pounce. You know, it's not David DeCastro. It's just Dave. Or just you know, Dave. it's one of Dave's those- not much of a nickname. That's not a great example. <laughs> I, I know, but but even still, though, let's let's talk about something real quick. In sports, you always give out nicknames. James Debo. So what are we calling the Akershore Center? Akershore Stadium. The Ack? Is that what we're calling it? No, we're calling it Heinz Field. <laughs> okay, I let's be call really, really Ack. clear on that. Yeah. Now, what do we call? What do we call Chris Boswell? Damn good. Yeah, he is too. Uh, I, I think that's what he's, we call Boz. He's the Wizard of Boz. Uh, there is, there is, maybe one or two kickers who are above him right now in the NFL, yeah. and maybe not. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just the guy in Baltimore. You know? Yeah, yeah. That and and you know what. He's held his own, man. He had a little bit of a blip, man, in 20, I think it was 2018, where it just wasn't his year, and that's fine. Uh, that really threw his average also off a little bit. Had it not been for that one year, and everybody kind of goes through a funk. Everybody kind of goes through a bad spell and stuff. And what's very surprising, though, most time kickers, they go through that and they're out, especially young ones. Like, Boz wasn't old when he was, uh, what was it, 2018, and he had that just not really good gear. If we're yeah. being completely honest about it, DK. Mm-hmm. And you, those guys find their ways out of the league fast. And Coach Tomlin and his staff and Kev and everybody else, Danny Smith, all found their way to surround Boz. 100%. You know what you 100%. It, it's, I, I, that can't be overstated. I know that's going to sound like yeah. a cliche to some people. Everybody was behind him. They were, man, and that's because you see what, what what the end results are. Like I said, other than Tucker in Baltimore, this kid has been one of the most reliable kickers in the entire league as far as extra points go, as far as field goals go, as far as field goals go past the 50-yard line. He's done that last year in general. He had 
nine 50 plus field goals. He made eight of them. He's eight of nine from 50 DK. You want to talk about being clutch. Like one of the things that we used to say when they talk, when we spoke about Baltimore, don't let them cross the 50. If they cross the 50, that's three points for their team. The same conversation have to be had about Boz. Now that's not a life you want to live because you need your offense to really get you set, get you six. But to say that you have an offensive weapon like Chris Boswell on your team, that's one thing that you do not have to worry about on game day. When a lot of teams, they rotate them. They rotate them. That's, that's a, it's an ever-changing situation with kickers on teams. You do realize he still needs to get paid, right? Well, I mean, this is, this, is, this is still a thing. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Boswell is heading into the final year of his contract that will pay him uh, $4 million in salary. There is work to do. Uh, This is not just, hey, get Minka done and it's all over. Uh, This player needs to be paid and retained. You do not want him going to the open market after the coming season. Absolutely not. And this is this is the last year on this deal, too. And and, and really, too, you know this also, DK. Why mess with the mentals of that player when it's working well? When the quarterback is on, you do it with him. When, When the wide receiver is on, you do it with him or you find a place that you can trade him to. It's the exact same thing when it comes down to to players that are elite at their position. And I think it's okay to kind of say Boswell is elite at his position. Get that deal done. And of course, you're not absolutely murdering the uh the cap whenever you when you sign a kicker like him, but he's going to be in a position, man, where he averages it out maybe what 7 million a year with what he's done so far. I I think that's where he's going to be at at this point. And, yeah, that's about right, seven a year, because the money's gotten higher. I think there's a kicker before him that's gotten paid also. And now he's in a position to kind of set the market himself. I think that's a good fit for Boswell. Yeah, that, that, that I hadn't even thought of that, about the, yeah. what, what you just mentioned, about keeping him. You know, you're not, don't mess with him now. I, <laughs> you know, you don't need to add anything to it now. You don't need him going into the season thinking every kick is for the, for his next contract. You know, no. let him just keep kicking and let him keep winning you games, you know? Yeah. And and, and again, like, it's it's not like this is going to, like, make the biggest headline across all networks and whatnot. But let's be real. As fragile as this team kind of is in the sense of just sustaining what is already built, don't mess up the point getter and boss. It's kept us in game. It's won us game. I know we speak about that Kansas City game years back, but – He's done that more recently than not, though. I mean, he's kept his team in games. Well, that's the thing. When we we look at the Steelers uh, going nine seven and one last year, and seven of their nine wins were fourth quarter comebacks, we give yeah. most of the credit, and rightly so, to Ben Roethlisberger. But it was Boswell's foot that ended some of those two, you know. Yeah. And you can say, well, it was just a twenty-one yarder or something like that, but. Those get missed, man, and those hurt the most, and and he's money. He's money, and now he needs to get paid some money. And pay him before Justin Tucker does because Tuck is up after this year. So if Tuck resets this market, then you got yourself in a predicament. Now, again, I said seven. He might get five and a half to six and a half a year is the way I kind of see the valuation of what Boswell has done, and he's kind of earned that already too. Yeah, and this is what you do, by the way, with that extra cap money. Like you said, these aren't sexy signings. No. Uh, but what you don't, when you have a year where you have this much cap space, you also want to just take care of business. That's why you do Minka now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. That's, that's why you go and you say, here, okay, here are things that we actually need. Because at some point or other, we're going to have to pay a quarterback. 
you know, yeah. meaning an actual quarterback rate. Take care of business now. When we come back, only segment that matters. Hey, Mo. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. That would be the Hey Moan segment. And today's entry comes from Drew Dawson, who says, Hey Moan, I'm a huge fan of the show. I love the player insight that you give. And here's a question, something I've always wondered about. When you guys had a game on Thursday night, what do you do on Sunday? Do you watch your competitors? Do you cheer on other teams? Do you just hang out with family and not even discuss football? That is a really good question because for anybody who doesn't know, the players do get that that weekend off. That's mm-hmm. something that's labor mandated. But I've never asked what you actually do. Man, uh, yes, I watch. I become fa- a, a fan. That, that's one of those days, man, to where you you know it's a work day internally because the body's just kind of built like that to where you kind of feel like I should be doing something. You know, it's that type of feeling. I should be doing something. But you turn on the TV – and you realize, like, I can watch game at a leisure today. At least for a few more days, I'm good to go as far as non-work activities. And you go in for the day and, you know, kind of find yourself in a position to where it's uh, you got to make sure that you stand on top of your game. But it's the waiting game of it also of like, well, I guess we got to wait and I guess we got to figure something out. And you just stay on top of it. Those games, man, um, it's more of a leisure and I'd be doing something on the side too, like either scrolling. I could be watching a, a show on my phone while those games are on, but it's really a relaxation day. And that's all it is. But I'll tell you this, the, the, the time that the ball is kicked off during the season, there's really no off time. Like you're mentally either watching something or watching somebody else that you can learn from during those times that you got those Thursday night games. It's a weird kind of feel, but it's it's part of it you know i i i the thursday thing was always an excitement factor until like later in my career too if i can be honest about that because it's the waiting game of getting the job done or or waiting to kick off because those thursday night games there's nothing else going on other than you and it's also the idea that you're going to the stadium on a work day too so you better hope that you're not late to the stadium it's so many different variables that go into it, but I hated the waiting game on that game day of Thursday night games, too. See, I've seen the Ramon Cave. Not everyone has. <laughs> now, I've not yet been fortunate enough to take the Ramon pole down okay. into the Ramon Cave, but I've seen it. <laughs> and I'm picturing you on that Sunday surrounded by the TVs and the billiards table and all that other good stuff that's there. But then I also could picture you having been kicked out of the living room (laughs) by the wife and kids and then being told, hey, you just got this one little TV over here. And then you going through uh, what's it called? Red Zone. Red Zone. So so are you a Red Zone guy or a cave guy when it comes to this? I'm I'm a cave guy. I can't can't watch the clips. I got to see the whole thing. I gotta see though. I gotta see the succession. If you I'm missing something, the flow. Else, yeah, the flow. I gotta yeah, see just, the flow of it. Yeah. I don't understand people that just enjoy red zone though, like because fantasy I feel like there's games. moments. That's all it is. I, I guarantee you, fantasy. But it's moments and games in which you miss big time plays, but you'll see a quarterback run two yards for a touchdown. I think that's kind of boring, but that's just me though, DK. I'm not a huge fan of it. I want to see the entire game, but that's also my makeup, too. You know that. Like, I'm a film guy. I want to see the entire breakdown of it. So, 
Yeah, no, nah, not not my thing, DK. I'll tell you, the Bengals have in their press box, not that you'd ever have seen this because you were busy actually playing the game. Yeah. Bengals back of their press box has this just wall of mega TVs at oh, Paul wow. Brown Stadium. And if you get a good chair, <laughs> like back there, you can sit up and watch everything that's happening in the NFL. It's, it's absolute. what an experience, you know? Interesting, man. You mean to tell me they'll cater to the writers, but they don't cater to the players with good cooked eggs? We get real <laughs> eggs at Paul Brown Stadium as long as we write a good story, which means I've – and say good things about the Bengals, which means I've had nothing but fake eggs for a long, long time. You will get nothing and like it. If you're watching this show for the first time and you don't know what we're talking about, we're actually not going to tell you. Someone else is going to have to share it with you. Moan, let's do this again tomorrow. I'm here. You are DK. I am.